For the past three months, my family and I have been living this nightmare of not knowing. Not knowing the nature of the allegation, not knowing the status of the investigation, not knowing whether or not I'd be charged. My legal team has repeatedly, repeatedly contacted prosecutors to seek any information with no success. That is the voice of Major General Danny Fortin speaking outside of Gatineau Police Station on uh, Wednesday. And uh, this is a case that has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because there is no due process in what I see as nothing short of a David versus Goliath fight where you've got this top-ranking decorated officer of the country now accused and charged with a crime dating back almost 40 years and yet he has no idea what he's done. And the allegations have cost him his job, which was leading the vaccine rollout, and yet the Trudeau government, up until very, very recently, has refused to hand over documents that he needs in a civil matter that he has issued against them in a timely matter so that he can defend himself and find out what he's accused of. And, you know, the military, as you know, is embroiled in numerous sexual misconduct crises cases. But this one, to me, does not sit well. It has this eerily similar feel to it as the case against Vice Admiral Mark Norman, another officer who was accused by this government, yet couldn't get documents to build his case, not for like months upon months upon months. His reputation dragged through the mud until eventually he was cleared thanks to the help of one Marie Heenan. Now in this case, Fortin denies any wrongdoing in a case where his lawyers believe the timing of this case is politically motivated. Natalia Rodriguez is one of the lawyers with Major, Major General Danny Fortin. She's also a partner at Conway Litigation, joins us now. Good to have you, Natalia. Thanks for having me, Alex. Now, the Major General Fortin is charged uh, with sex assault, but there's two cases here because he's also suing the Trudeau government to get his job back. So there's two different matters before uh, the courts right now. Um, but the allegations... You know, he still does not know what he has done wrong, not just when it comes to why he lost his job, but now of what he is facing as far as this allegation that dates back to the military days of college. Am I correct? That's right. So for the past uh, three months, uh, Major General Fortin has been living under a cloud, um, having been removed from his position at the Public Health Agency of Canada, but not knowing uh, what the allegations against him are. So he was informed in March of this year that there was an investigation into sexual misconduct dating back um, several decades, uh, but he was not told what the nature of those allegations were precisely. So it was a vague allegation uh, as far as what he was told of sexual misconduct, and he was not giving any, given any details. Now, he remained in his position for two months after being informed that that investigation had been started, and uh, then in May, uh, suddenly, from his view, out of the blue, he was told that he had to go. And this was um, told to him by the acting chief of defense staff, who, uh, as uh, listeners may know, uh, is the top ranking um, military official within the uh, within the Canadian Armed Forces. And he is the person who is in charge of all staffing decisions within the military. And so under the National Defense Act, he is the one who should be determining uh, the staffing decisions and whether somebody should be removed from their position or not. And, uh, and he, the decision maker, the person who was supposed to be making the decision, uh, told Major General Fortin that in fact, it was ministers who wanted him removed. 
and that mm-hmm. the political calculus had changed, and therefore he had to leave immediately. So he was informed right. on May, May 13, and he was gone the following day. He was not afforded any procedural fairness. He was not told why now. Why did he have to leave now after being there for two months while the investigation was ongoing? What had changed to trigger that removal? He still doesn't know. The only explanation he was ever given was that the political calculus had changed. Right. And it strikes me as, as odd because I remember, um, you know, the, the memo came out on my show late Friday night, but yet there he was on TV during the afternoon uh, talking about vaccine, uh, you know, issues. Um, the government knew about these allegations two months before. So it begs the question, if they were so concerned about it, why then did they wait the two months? But to your point, he then had to go and hire lawyers at his expense to get into a court just to find out why he was fired. He didn't have any clue. And and you have a right, once you're accused of something, uh, to defend yourself. And what we saw in this case, but we also saw this in the in the Vice Admiral Mark Norman case, government lawyers either dragging their feet or forgetting to show up with documents, but what they did was not provide documents in a timely manner so that he can defend himself, uh, you know, figure out what his next steps are. It was only because a judge finally ordered these documents be turned over, but we still haven't seen the, all of the disclosure in his civil action, which of course isn't the same as a sexual assault uh, charge, but they are in the sense that he still doesn't know what he's done. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I'm involved in the civil case. I'm not part of his uh, criminal team, uh, although I am uh, up to date on what's happening there. But I can tell you that on the civil side, um, Major General Fortan, uh, we issued a notice of application against the government, uh, questioning the decision, asking that the decision to remove him and to make the reasons for the removal public, because as you know, uh, it, there was a, a press release by uh, BND, the D- Department of National Defense, indicating that he was being removed because of an investigation into his conduct. And so uh, we are questioning why that had to be released to the public when there was an ongoing investigation. Uh, those ty- that type of information should be kept confidential until the conclusion of that investigation. But instead, uh, a, a, a news release was uh, was given out uh, indicating mm-hmm. that he was being removed because of an investigation that he was the subject of. And so um, we've, we're challenging that decision, the decision to remove him at that time and the decision to make the reasons for his removal public. And so, you know, when something like this happens to someone in government, when government action um affects a person's uh, rights, affects their their interests, affects their livelihood, individuals have a right to something called procedural fairness. The government can't take unilateral action against you without you having some due process. And in this case, due process would have looked something like uh, the major general having an opportunity to know why it is that he was being uh, removed at that time being able to make representations as to why he should or shouldn't be removed, so making himself heard, his position heard, and then having uh, some sort of written, uh, written reasons for the decision. In this case, he wasn't afforded any of that. He was simply told, don't come in tomorrow. You're done. Right. Um, yeah, and, and so... And, right. 
Go ahead. I was going to say the presumption of innocence uh, was removed right from 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 the beginning, which in this country used to be a thing. But to your point about those memos, which we did get some disclosure on, it very much reveals this scene of chaos behind, uh, you know, closed doors about, oh my God, will this bring the government down? Um, they were more worried about political um, optics than than any due process. And and for them, look, this officer's now up against government lawyers with endless means. He's forking money out of his pocket, which, you know, if they drag this on for a couple of years, not only destroys this man financially, but the details of these allegations are so opaque uh, that it's been left now to the court of public opinion, um, you know, to kind of make a judgment, which happens too often these days. And, 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 and frankly, when you're up against these kinds of allegations, his reputation is destroyed. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we are pointing out in the application in federal court is that the reputational damage that he has suffered is devastating and even just even just saying that there was an investigation into him and uh and then you know the minister of national defense made some comments to the to the press later that day and the following day making uh, insinuations about you know uh, uh the culture a toxic environment that you know he he, he wants to um to put aside those uh old cultural norms and um, toxic environment, and he talked about there being a complainant. So from those comments, the public could surmise what the investigation was about. But of course, they didn't give the context, which is this is one alleged incident from, you know, 33 years ago, that it's a historical allegation. It's not right. something that's happening now that he's being accused of today. And so that doesn't provide the context that necessary uh, for the public to understand that, you know, this is w- what's actually happening. So everybody makes their, their own conclusions. They jump to their own conclusions. And as a result, his reputation um, has been severely, severely affected. Um, and, and I just want to comment on your point about um, government resources and uh, the government lawyers, uh, you know, trying to, to hide uh, documents. And so I just want to talk a little bit about what's happened in that process. Um, the, the government's position in this case was that um, the, the, the case of Major General Fortin did not need to be expedited through the courts. It did not need to be heard on an expedited basis, which we argued uh, it, it did need to be heard on an expedited basis. They were looking to delay this as much as possible. So yes, um, of course. we tried to delay it. We, we were granted an earlier hearing date, and the hearing date has now been set for September 28 and 29. Um, they also dragged their feet uh, in providing disclosure to us in that civil case. They were supposed to provide documentation relating to the decision to remove him and to make that public um, within a certain number of days uh, after our filing. And they didn't do that. They simply didn't provide anything. Finally, yeah. with a court order, they were forced to hand over documents, which they did. But when they did that, what they provided us with were two notebooks, one notebook from the acting chief of defense staff and one notebook from the brigadier general. They did not provide any documentation from any of the ministers that we had named in that application. The minister of national defense, the minister of health, the prime minister of Canada and the clerk of the Privy Council, who we say were involved in the decision to remove him, which was improper political interference. So, yeah. um, you know, but the notes that we do have are actually helpful to us, very helpful, even though they refuse to provide us uh, further documentation that we say is also relevant. 
because those notes show that at the time, in April and May of 2021, when this was all uh, happening, the, the investigation and the uh, backdoor conversations about what should be Major General Fortin's fate, they were very much concerned about the political optics. And so there are notes from meetings regarding uh, this situation in which the acting chief of defense staff writes, you know, government could fall, political lens, yeah. uh, political concerns. And so that was very much at the forefront uh, when this decision was made. And, uh, and, and that's not what should have been at the forefront. It should have been uh, what is due process? What is this decision going to do to his reputation? And how can we right. ensure fairness for the process? while uh, acknowledging that there has been a, an, an allegation that's been raised and that needs to be dealt with uh, properly as well. So we need to be fair to all parties here, and that's not what has, ha- has been happening so far. No, and sadly, we have seen uh, so many people thrown under buses um, for political gain or political protection when it comes to this particular government that uh, certainly it's a case that we will keep our eye on, and that's why it reminded me a little bit of the Vice Admiral Mark Norman case. Uh, Natalia, thank you very much for joining us. I hope to talk to you again. Thanks for having me, Alex. Natalia Rodriguez is just one of the lawyers um, helping Major General Danny Fortin in his case.